All right, let's uh, turn the volume up. I put these goddamn headphones on and uh, get to it. Guys, you on Clyde Yorkshire. You on Clyde Yorkshire. I wanted to ask a quick question. I'm not going to be here long. Because a lot of things dawn on you, and, and you want to listen to the language dawn on you. It didn't even dawn on me. What it means is light hasn't hit you. Dusk, dawn, or light, leave you, whichever. It hadn't dawned on me. People don't think about what they want in a person. Like we were taught, oh, I wanted to be nice, I wanted to be cute, I wanted to be spiritual. And it seems like the people who possess these qualities are as empty as a soda can after a party. There's nothing in there. They're dry. There's no substance. And the people who have the substance are the people who seem to be lost. Like, for instance, you take an average young gang guy, a young blood or crip. I can guarantee you they believe in free speech, but they just don't know it. And so they're really on our side of the party. I can guarantee you, I can take any blood, any crip, any gangster, any street guy, any GD, any BD, vice lord, folklore, and ask them, do you believe in the Second Amendment? Do you agree with the right to bear arms? I guarantee you flawlessly they'll say yes. So that means they, they're pro-Second Amendment. <clears throat> you can ask any black man, 85% of the time or higher, he wants the child that's in the womb of the woman to be born, not aborted. Black women have such a set of beliefs. At the same time, it's, it's sort of no disrespect how the U.S. treats you. You a citizen, but the word citizen, they never say what that means. So the average quote-unquote American or the average patriot, or excuse me, the average person in America believes that a citizen is a good thing. We didn't realize that this language might be undercover maritime language. That means a citizen is just a worker, an individual with certain numbers afforded by the state or afforded by the government, and you're able to have access. That's your citizen. That doesn't mean that you are a patriot. Doesn't mean that you are an indigenous original to this land. See, they're selling us language. And just like when you go to court, anything else, you read the language and then you find out your contract 10, 15 years later that you, you, you didn't even read your contract, chief. They own all your stuff. What? Likeness and everything. You didn't read the fine print. So citizen to me does not mean what you think it means. But anyway... How do you have a relationship with black women when 95% of them believe in something separate than a black man? And most of them probably don't believe in anything. They're just going along with what the party is. Look, I'm Democrat. What does that mean that they, they're willing to pay me to get down on here? Okay, they're paying for votes. Well, what, what, what are they giving out? They're giving out Section 8, Affirmative Action. They're giving out paper food stamps. They're giving out community college. They're giving attorney general privileges, jurisprudence, whatever it takes to get black women over here. 
and give her power and access to the family. Even if we got to throw him under the bus and put him in jail. Well, what do black women believe? Have you ever asked yourself that? Stop in America, black man, and, and pull over. I did this before and it freaked me out. This is why I knew I would never be able to date a black woman again. I said, I'm going to try. And every black woman, I, when I stop, I'm going to poll her. And they all, just like Kevin Samuel showed you, believe the same exact cookie-cutting thing. Once you think about that, they all had mental issues. They all believed solely in Jesus Christ. And that was really a cover. But they all had been mentally bruised and damaged more than what anybody could imagine. That's why almost 95% of black women that go to college is always going for psychology. You stop other nationalities and ethnicities and black folks and everything, they're going for to school for assorted shit you never even heard of. Black women is always psychology because she's going to take that shit back to the church and back to her home and try to work the community. That's what she's going to school for. Not to be a dentist. She's not going to school to be a pilot. She's not going to school to be a uh, a tech, a vet, a, a veterinarian. She's not going to school to be an aerospace engineer. She's going to school for psychology to learn how to manipulate and play games even further. Don't believe me if you want. I, I'm Guys, you're on Clyde Yorkshire. Guys, you're on the station for white women. Now, let me ask you a question, brothers. Black men. Now, we already established easily that white women bring black men heaven. They're bred for a, black, a white man. Manners, sort of traditional patriotic values she's willing to go for. You know, she lets him look like the man. You know what I mean? He gets home. You know that pussy. The, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, she rules, just about. And the casa. So it's no big deal. But let me ask you this. Why is that? It's because the way that you set something out of the soil is the way it's going to grow. Black women are set out of the soil to try to confiscate your manship, to confiscate the household, confiscate your being, who you are, what you, your nature. And they're breeding a welfare queen. She doesn't even realize that she is so dependent on socialism, she don't know how to get off. So if a man comes in her house, she has to accept the welfare. He has to accept the welfare. He has to accept the left. He has to accept her warped idea of Jesus Christ in the church. He has to accept how she eats, the weight she's going to gain. She yells, and she's negative. You have to accept that or don't be with a black woman because they got issues. That's why it takes a strong black man because the woman is so damaged, only a fool just for the photo op, just for social media, is going to be with this goddamn woman. First thing they're going to say was, well, it looked like he getting some good pussy. Because that's it. But when you see him with a white man, white woman, say, look, that nigga look strong. That nigga look, he, wait, he about to get him some millions. Now, look, the white woman, she got nice thighs too, boy. Finger looking good, child. Uh, she smelled good too. Now, she got a nice stomach. Nice perky titties. Nice neck and back. And y'all didn't even notice she didn't have a, a, a nice shape. I, everybody, I noticed it. 
But it seemed like the only time we noticed a woman got a nice shape when she got an overindulgement of titties, an, an over a dosage of ass, big old googly elbows. That's a sexy black woman. And they've learned to sell that to us, that you like that, don't you? No. He's short with a fit, nice, strategic, elegant, nice jewelries, you know. God, that white woman, white woman, especially when white women got some little class to them. Ooh. Most of them do. Child, they dress like Miss Neely. I mean, I mean, the pearls be on. You see what I'm saying? The I love a powerful white woman. Okay, you got me. I'm sorry. You know, most black women I've dated, honestly, or at least tried to, you know that they wanted to reconsider a relationship with me because I believed in the Second Amendment, guns, that I'm pro-life. Just think about it. A black woman have a problem with you because you don't look like a thug. You ain't got no tats in your face. Oh, I don't know. You're vegetarian too? Oh, God. And Republican? So you don't do abortion? Let me, let me think about it. I, I, I want to date you, but I mean, because I have like certain principles. I'm Christian, okay? So, and I don't believe in racism, all right? And, and it's like, is this chick serious? And oh my God, you're going to have a gun in the house? Guys.
fine ice cream. state was getting started if a woman wanted a man he had to conform to welfare pay attention to buy the food stamps for the past six months, and then they cut me off for non-purchase. Now, Miss Kayback, why do they keep messing with me all the time? Ah, the system's one big screw-up. Well, I'm glad to hear you say it, because no one... So you're the gentleman that's been keeping company here. Oh, no, ma'am, I'm just a garbage man. Oh, well, may I have your name, please? Simpson. First name? So just so you understand what's going on, on this movie, Claudine, this social worker comes in the house and she's, while the woman's talking to her, she's walking around looking through the woman's house, wind up opening the closet and there was a man, a black man, hiding in there so she can still receive food stamps and he can be around but not seen. Listen. What's my first name? Oh, your surname? X. Simpson X what? Simpson X, that's it. You've heard of Malcolm X, I'm Simpson X. Hey, say, listen, I want to ask you something. You're supposed to give aid to dependent children, right? Well, why don't you just go ahead and give aid to the dependent children instead of worrying about who the mother's keeping company with? Oh, let me straighten you out on something, Mr. X. There was a time we'd ask to use a bathroom to see if there was a razor in the cabinet. We don't do that anymore, but we do have to know what's going on. And you live here or elsewhere. Is that a gift you're giving to the family? Do you contribute to the support of this whole family? Whoa, lady. You're going to tell us you can have this set? It didn't cost you in the city a damn dime, but you're going to tell us you can have it, right? Oh, I didn't make the rules, sir. I'm only doing my job. The welfare ain't doing nothing for me, lady. But the welfare is supporting Mrs. Price. Supporting? Supporting shit. He gave me this. He gave me this. Yes, he gave it to me. Then he gave me this. Now, we have to hide this shit. Do you believe? Yes, he gave me this. We have to hide this. He gave us this, too, but it don't work. That's right. And I have to hide my man in the toilet. Miss Kavak, do you hide your man in the toilet? Mrs. Price, we want to help. Believe me. We know that children need a man in the house. A woman needs a man in the house. We don't insist people be married. You mean you'd help a man move in if he's not married to the mother? That's right. That's immoral. We're trying to deal with the realities. What kind of example is that to set for the children? Oh, what kind of example are you setting right now? 
Welfare will pay the man and let him stay if he doesn't marry the woman. They're telling you, we want you to mess up your homes, and we want you to lie. We want you, guys, I'm telling you, man, look. Program, but this will be determined after your financial status has been computed by us. It has nothing to do with age of the children. You understand? Now, if you will sign this statement, it shows your income and your expenses, Mr. Marshall, and get it back to me within two weeks. You understand? Yes, I understand all that, but listen, I gotta ask you something because uh, I gotta think about this thing. What happens if I lose my job? If you're married, you must apply for welfare. One must apply for welfare? You must apply for welfare. Otherwise, this would constitute a misuse of ADC funds. Which is fraud. You understand? If the husband's unwilling or unable to make a contribution equal to what it would cost him to maintain an independent living arrangement, he must apply for welfare. Do you understand? Otherwise, this would constitute a misuse of ADC funds. Which is fraud. Which is misappropriation. Which is fraud. Right, okay, now wait. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, if I marry this lady... I want to make things better. But if I spend a dollar on it, you're going to deduct it from her, right? If I want to buy a little something extra, you're going to deduct it. And I better report every penny I spend or else I'm a crook. Okay, now you say if I lose my job, I must apply for welfare because I can't just sit around eating the government's biscuit. Which is fraud. That's a fraud, right? Okay, now if I do go on the welfare, then I'm just another lazy-ass nigga living off taxpayer. All right, now, suppose I do not marry this lady. Now, if I move in with her and do not tell you, then we're both crooks, right? But if I do tell you, then we're back to the income and the outcome and the, and the deducting and you drive me to drink. And you call a fraud if I spend $7 for a bottle of whiskey. Come on, buddy. Let's get Guys, I really wish you had more education on this issue because I think it would really help a lot of people. How many children to feed? Yes. Ten children? Yes. Are there times when you don't have enough food the house to go around? Yes, lots of times. Mrs. Anders, what does your husband do for a living? He has a job in Hayfield. In Hayfield? Yes. How much does he make when he's working? From three to four dollars a day. Three to four dollars a day. Now this is African Americans during the 60s and the 70s as they're trying to again come in do these surveys, get him out the house, and offer more money. This is shit, shit. Right? Yeah. Do you get food stamps? No, because I'm not able to get them. Why? I ain't got them this month. They cost $70, and I don't have it. Have you been down to the... So she has to pay to get on welfare. They wanted to make life hard for black Americans to force the woman to accept and lure into this financial thing called... Uh, is socialism called welfare, but it's going to also come with housing projects. We're also going to give you affirmative action, and we'll put your children on Medicaid. The state to pay for it. Welfare department, talk to them. Or has your husband? No, so the last time I went to the welfare, the lady told me said that if you have a living husband, that they couldn't give you no help, even if he's not working. Yes. She said, as an African American, this is what they did to us. Just so you know. She went down there to apply for help to the state. They told her, if you have a husband in your house, ma'am, don't even uh, uh, come back over here. Call us when he's gone. So the woman was supposed to go home, talk it over with her husband, let him act like he ain't going to be there, hide your thing, because they might come over to visit. This was going on. It happened in my household. I seen it with my own eyes. This is disgusting. Family, If as, as I said, 
Mallory, if you're listening, Damien, Scott, my man, uh, Jefferson, if you're listening, these are the type of things that we're talking about has happened. And it's not being talked about. How does the government seize more power for itself? Well, they have to shrink the families. They have to shrink the individuals. They have to shrink the concept of individualism. And they've done that quite successfully. If you ever look around and try to understand the chaos that we find ourselves submerged in today, if you ever want to make sense of it, just understand that the government is attacking family in the same way that they did it for black Americans in the 1960s. It's very simple. For black Americans, it was all about welfare. Hey, don't marry the father of your children. Don't do that. The government will give you more money if you don't marry the father of your children. This interruption trillions of dollars since have been given to welfare programs in black America is poorer today than we were than we were before the now family this is why we don't accept racism this is why we don't play with racism because we know that racism is not the problem the white man a white woman has nothing to do with the issues in the black community this is a different animal that we're dealing with we're dealing with a global uh uh system that goes around and tries to break, basically break down the family, okay? And now it's doing it in America, okay? This is a shadow, deep state government conspiracy thingy that started with us in America. That's why I said it's coming to everybody now. Now everybody getting canceled. Just listen, Thomas All. All right, crime. And in this case, you're writing not only about African-Americans, but about low-income people generally. In the United States, murder rates, rates of infection among with venereal diseases, and rates of teenage pregnancies were among the social pathologies whose steep declines, declines were suddenly reversed in the 1960s. Nowhere was rampant violence and other social pathology as common among low-income people in the first half of the 20th century, when they were more deprived, as in the second half when the welfare state had made them better off in material terms, close quote. Again, it's not the intention of anybody mm -hmm. enacting the welfare state to cause increases in violence, mm. but it happened. Yes. What was the disconnect between intentions and what emerged? Oh, heavens, uh, they, they, they misdiagnosed the causes of things and therefore... Uh, they misdiagnosed the effect uh, to, to, to expect. For example, in the case of uh, venereal diseases, sex education was introduced on a mass basis in the 1960s. And when the arguments for doing it were, one, to reduce the level of... Uh, in 1960, the uh, rate of infection for venereal diseases was homicide rates among the black men who just did not meet the test of time. Mm -hmm. One more instance of this kind of retrogression, the family. Again, discrimination and disparities. As of 1960, this one, I just find this one heartbreaking. As of 1960, two-thirds of all black American children were living with both parents. That declined over the years until only one-third were living with both parents in 1995. Among black families in poverty, 85% of the children had no father That's present. Sad. Close quote. So it's not the legacy of slavery, slavery that nope. destroys the African-American nope. family. It's, 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 the, it's the legacy of the welfare state. And by no. the way, we see it. 
Guys, this thing is so disgusting and serious. That's why we take this serious on the right as conservatives. When we hear some crazy behind person, it burns me up. Get up there and talk about some racism and the Republicans. Nigga, we got real problems. How dare y'all keep trying to play with this thing? Because it wasn't your mothers who were taken out of the homes and the fathers got to stay on the welfare state. It was our likeness and image that was removed. Am I, am I talking? Am I talking? Am I talking? Huh? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Do I have a witness in here? Where are my white women's? Do I get an ovation? Are we talking? Are we cooking? They thought we was weak over here on the right. They got us messed up. We about to get our coach prom on. You hear me? Homes. We heard foster children together in institutions. Children would go only to families. And, of course... And partly because of the general rule that... Listen. ...have reading levels among the lowest in the city. Because Perry Holmes was planned on a minimum budget, there are few places for children to play. Because of the same kind of planning, Perry Holmes has no doctor, no dentist... No this is America in 1973. Look what was happening in the black community as the welfare state was moving in. Listen. No pharmacy. Nearby, there is a well baby clinic, but no sick baby clinic. And the sick must travel 12 miles to wait for attention at Grady Memorial Hospital. And partly because of the general rule that welfare is cut off if there is a man in the house, fathers are often driven away so that mother and children can eat. 85% of the head of household is a woman because most of the men who should be in the household, they cannot make a decent living. And of course, it is better to know that a child will be fed 12 months. So sad. So sad, family, that this actually happened. In My relationship with Prodigo was that of a research assistant. I went to Washington University to graduate school in 1964. I was working on a National Institute of Mental Health funded study on social problems in public housing. My role was to study women and girls in Pruitt-Igo. I was 20 years old. I just got... No, her role was from the liberal left to go out and seek black women through the church and sign them up door to door like a Jehovah Witness to welfare. That's what was her job. Listen. Out of college. Some of the girls were 18 years old. And I was two years older, but yet my life was vastly different. As time passed, I did wonder, would my life have been similar to that of the girls had my parents migrated from Mississippi to St. Louis? Would my opportunities have been different? I guess to put it bluntly, I never saw the people in Pruitt I go as that different from the lives of poor people I had grown up with. Just so you understand, so they furnish and fix up the different states. After the south of our slavery, they migrated us into separate, separate, several different states. This is how you get your niggas over there, those niggas over there, those are Chicago niggas, these are New York niggas. They, we were we one niggas, right? They send them into these states and they have these job traps. They have these economic traps. They have these communities where they're going to start this gang, gang activity. They're going to start training them on how to kill each other as they come out of the South. And this is what starts to happen, uh, and, and at the same time, removing the father. So the government set the community, much less like, like when you, you fish a fish, 
fix a fish tank up and then you put the fish in there. They fix up our neighborhoods with housing projects, with liquor stores on every corner, chicken stores on every corner, uh, plasma clinics, abortion clinics, sit us in these neighborhoods and watch us kill each other. This is what happened. It's like putting two Japanese fish in the smallest bowl you can find. They're going to kill each other right away. A bear and a tiger in the same tank. And we just, just wait on it. It'll come in. Wait till they get hungry. This is what they do. Guys, this is serious, man. In Mississippi, except for one thing, the strong, tight-knit communities and families in which I grew up had begun to shatter around the people who were displaced in a northern city with few supports. So we're, we're a tight-knit family coming out of slavery. We start getting displaced. No records, no names, not, you know, our archiving of what family what family out of slavery. Just, here, go to this state. Here, you're going to Washington. Here you go. This is your purpose. You're going to New Jersey. And these people were just displaced. Ripped everything from them. Start all over. You're an American. Come on. Here's your citizenship. Get to it. You're, 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 you're above the Emancipation Proclamation. Now, come on. Let's get going. The policy and authority was to move the poorest of the poor, the most dependent families, to Puerto Before we moved into Puerto the welfare department came to our home. They talked with my mother about moving into the housing project, but the stipulation was that my father could not be with us. They would put us into the housing project only if he left the state. My mother and father discussed it and they decided that it was best for the 12 children for the father to leave the home. And that's how we got into the projects. Family, now these housing projects, they were being built simultaneously by those who knew what was going to happen to the reconstruction of the slaves. In every one of these things all over the country, they were putting nothing but women's in there, breaking down the families. They were negotiating and pleading with black women, promising them all types of gifts with taxpayers' money to complete this process and exercise the welfare department had a rule that no able-bodied man could be in the house if a woman received aid for dependent children. If a man lost his job, he's looking for work, he still had to leave the home. And there was even a night staff of men who worked for the welfare department whose job was to go to the homes of the welfare recipients and they searched to find if there was a man in the home. Sometimes. Guys, check out my book available on Amazon, Audible and Kindle, Black Women Rings Around Saturn. We talk about a lot of this stuff, guys. A lot of y'all think that this is a joke, man. This is real stuff, man. Men came back at night to be with their families. Some were found in closet hiding. I remember vividly my mother telling us if white people come to the house and ask you guys questions, tell them that your father is not here. Tell them that your father has never been here. You have not seen your father. I trusted her. I knew that there was a reason that we had to, to do this charade. And I participated in the charade. I, I sat there and looked those people in the eye and told them what the, what, what the 
this. No, I have not seen my father, and no. Many of you owe your fathers an apology. They lied to you, and they did not tell you that this was an orchestrated social engineering that your father was thrown out of the home. Didn't just leave. This is very shameful that this happened in the United States of America. Greetings, good evening. You're on Clyde Yorkshire, the station for white women. Please gmail me at cladyorkshire at gmail, cladyorkshire at gmail. Also, charity Clyde Yorkshire for more of our charitable works, our philanthropy, helping the homeless, less fortunate, mentally unstable, our military, and our law enforcement. Welcome to Clyde Yorkshire. Today we're going to talk to you a little bit about having you understand how the deep state tearing down America is linked in with black women. Um, and I kind of feel this is why many black men are finding a home in the heart of white women. The tears are being wiped by white women. We lived in this country together and we know each other's dirty laundry. Let's just leave it that way. We know what each other's pains are, strengths, and things of that nature. But we've proven to you time and time again what we're talking about. Guys, we're stomping out racism. We're resurrecting this country. We're going to fly those flags higher than they ever been. We're going to take back our country 2024. We're going to make America great again. We're going to make it better than it's ever been. We're going to, for once in our lifetime, we're going to live a little bit. I'd rather live in one day, one year, in a good marriage and peace and true love. I'd rather have one true kiss one true, long-lasting, God-fearing romance than to live with someone for 10, 15 years and I'm trapped in my own heart and I, I want out. I don't know how to get out because I have to stay in this system that they put for me. That's what I felt the other night. I kept saying to myself, what if this was mine? What if this was me? What if I get to go home to this? What would my life look like? What would my ambitions be? If I take the right mindset home with me, then your home becomes, if I take the right mindset to work with me, then your workplace becomes. And if you take the right mindset into your heart, see, and then this is where racism and bigotry is gone. Mallory, can I get an amen? Can I, get a, can I get a witness? See, we're going to do some great works in this country. Guys, you're on Clyde Yorkshire, the station for white women. You know we love you. We're talking about the welfare state, how it's connected to the deep state, and the atrocity that was done to the black male, but yet we're never the ones talked about who needs the help of the government. It's always her, his boo. You know where the term hunky comes from? He honked the horn. I ain't marrying her. Just come on out. Let me get some of them biscuits. 
right? You were, we're filling up the jail cells, ain't it? Tombstones, graveyards, buying up all the caskets, the flowers for the caskets, the guns and the bullets to go kill a guy that looked just like us, but yet the black male is not important. We keep the sports going. We do the fighting around the world. We build this country, protect this country, create in this country from jazz, stoplight, come on, goddamn peanut butter, huh? Electricity, and on and on and on and on and on and on. Done some wonderful things in this country, including the automobile. And now all of a sudden, this black man ain't shit. We ain't, I ain't worthy to be with a beautiful white girl. Now all of a sudden, I'm not worthy to go to the best schools? Are you kidding me? You All you want to offer me is some damn funky-ass left-wing HBCU? I don't even want that historically black chitlin circuit. The hell with that? Be careful about them HBCUs. I got some people that can tell you some stories about them. They're nothing but breeding ground for liberal left-wing communists. That's what's happening in those HBCUs. I got it from the highest authority. Trust me. The black man is on scene today, baby. And we're going to straighten out the homes. And we're going to stop this racism. Don't feel uncomfortable because black people say we love you, white people. We should have been doing that. We should have been fixing this doggone country instead of going around trying to fix other people's nations, nation building. Getting into all kind of ungodly international foolishness and interests. And we got a home here that's so damn divided, we're hoping we don't fall apart. You got to take your own home first. Guys, stay tuned. America, stand up. Let's let's make this Dr. King thing real. Let's integrate, baby. You wanted it? Let's get it. Get on my motorcycle, girl.